This is an ABC podcast. Hello and welcome to the Short and Curly Cricket Championships. Coming to you live from the Sydney Imaginary Cricket Ground, otherwise known as Molly's Backyard. It's a great day here at the Sydney Imaginary Cricket Ground. I hope you can stay with us for the rest of the match. I'm Carl Smith, the captain of the, let's be frank, best team here today. With me is Molly Daniels, the captain of the team I'll be playing and beating today. Go, Molly! Oh, we've got an excellent crowd here. It's some of Dad's work friends and some of Mum's work friends. Can Molly. Don't Go, Molly. smash a window. And that's about it for the crowd. Carl, back to you. Uh, thanks, Molly. We're down looking at the pitch. It's a freshly mown section of the backyard lawn. The oval itself, roughly five metres in diameter. And if you hit the ball into the kitchen window, you are immediately out. Now let's get this game of cricket started. What a fine evening here at the Short and Curly Cricket Ground. A crowd of three people scattered across the backyard. And a few kids in position near the clothesline, ready to catch someone out. And here's Molly Daniels at the crease, looking unsteady as ever, waving around her bat like it's the first time she's ever held one. Hey, Carl, stop trying to put me off. And now the athletic, remarkable and, I dare say, handsome bowler, Carl Smith starts his run-up. Hey, Carl, I'm not ready yet. We can only presume this will be another wicket. Molly, Molly, you're a low-budget lolly. Jeez, it looks like we've started. Hey, Molly, take this. <laughs> you missed it. Darn it. Unsurprisingly, Carl is amazing at cricket. And Molly, well, pretty terrible. Excuse me? I'm not terrible. I only missed because your weird commentary messed me up. Here we are, trying to have a nice game of backyard cricket, and you're trying to put me off. It's just not... Well, it's just not cricket. What do you mean it's not cricket? I was just using my immense skills to try and get you out and win this match. But you weren't trying to get me out with your bowling skills. You were messing with my mind. Meh, I wasn't cheating or anything. Cricket is the game of gentlemen and women. It's a game of sportsmanship or fair play. As we walk on the field, we join a tradition of being good sports. Sheesh, Mo, it's just a game. But is it? Today on Short and Curly, we want to find out how to play a sport well. Is it just by following the official rulebook? So grab your cricket bats. And come join us on the pitch. This is going to be a match to remember. Short, you're listening to Short and Curly. And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Short and curly. Before we start our next over, let's ask some of our fielders what cricket is all about. OK, backyard team, take it away. The aim of the game is to score more runs than the other team. When you get someone out, that's called a wicket. And to score lots of runs, you've got to hit awesome shots. Wow! But the other team is running around on the field trying to get you out. There are some other rules, but that's just the basics. Nice summary, team. 
You know what's really nice though, Molly? Now that we're all clear on the rules, it's time for me to kick your butt. Really? I'm not sure that's what time it is. And anyway, you're all talk just trying to put me off with your threats. <laughs> we'll see. But how about while we get ready to play, we have a thinking question. Good idea, Carl. This is the part of the show where you get to pause for a moment and think about a question we have for you. And this is what we want to know. Whether or not you play cricket, we all keep being told that sport is good for you. It's physically good for you, but it's also supposed to help you become a better person. So from your own experience or from watching professional sports people playing, do you think sport makes you a better person? And if so, how? Hit pause now. me, I like to play sports so that I can kick your butt, Molly Daniels. Very mature, Carl. Not sure sport has made you a hugely better person. Whatever. Let's toss a coin to see who bowls first and who bats first. Here, I've got a coin. I'll toss. Come on, little coin. Uh, what's your head, Carl? It's heads. Yes! I'm batting, Carl, and you're bowling. Nice. Go, Molly! All right. Now, team, I need you fielding nice and close, and I want you to put pressure on her. Jump up and pretend she's out. Molly freaks out under pressure. What, what did you say, Carl? Oh, uh, nothing, Molly. Now, are, are you ready to get out on the first ball? Carl! Hey, Molly, I saw you at training the other day, and you work really hard, don't you? Thanks for noticing. To make up for your lack of natural skill. Hey. Your technique is so robotic. Carl, stop it. Let's just play. Carl Smith makes his way to the bowler's crease. He is looking very strong and fit out there today. Unbeatable, really. He starts his long run-up to bowl. Jeez, it's it's a really long run-up. He's nearly there. And he bowls the ball. Amazing delivery. Is she out? The fielding team definitely thinks she's out. It's very tense out there. Carl, you know I'm not out. You're just messing with me. You and your team calling out how's that? That's not fair and that's just not cricket. How could they? I I didn't do anything against the rules, Momo. Look, I'd like to get a second opinion from another local team. So, here are some young cricketers who play for teams in Summerhill and Coogee in Sydney. Ah, I used to that all the time last year. How's that? And then the batsmen are like, what? Am I out? And they're like, nah, nah, it's all right. They're just trying to scare you and rev you up. <laughs> if you appeal like you're getting like them like on the pre- under pressure, so like yeah. pretend like we're playing grand finals and we really needed to get them out to win. So you do appeal try, trying to get them under pressure and saying that the bowler's good and um, so be scared of the bowler. I still think it's a really bad thing to do because you're lying and you should never lie, only when you really, really have to. You can't do it. It just means you're not very nice and you just want to win the game and you're really competitive. Everyone's competitive in their way and some people are just too competitive that they do stuff that they shouldn't do. 
it would throw you off because you're like, well, if they think I'm out, like maybe I'm out. And you always doubt yourself and go, oh no, like I'm out and you get all worried. You shouldn't do that if you know it's not out because like you could like throw them off or, um, but it's also good at the same time because like if you really want to win, but you still kind of think it's out, you can still appeal for it because what if they are out? See, no harm in trying. It's all just part of the psychological side of sport. No big deal. I think it is kind of a big deal. Well, let's give you listening a chance to work out what you think is right and why. It's thinking question time. Booyah! Uh, What she means is you can pause to think about or discuss the next question we have for you. And our question is this. Imagine you're in the middle of a tough cricket match. Would you appeal to the umpire even if you don't think the person is actually out? Especially if the rest of your team is jumping around and appealing too. Hit pause now. Jeez, Carl, it's getting hot out here in the garden. It's got to be time for a drinks break soon and maybe some nice cold oranges. Yum! I am with you there, Molly, 100%. But first, I'd like to welcome to the pitch Matt Beard from the Ethics Centre. Oh, hey, crew. Thanks for coming all the way to my backyard. Parking has been super hectic near my place today, mainly because someone up the road is having a birthday party. Matt, is there really anything wrong with calling out how's at and appealing to the umpire to ask if someone is out? To work out when appealing is okay, we need to work out why players appeal. Sometimes they're going to appeal because they genuinely believe the other player is out. So long as they're not too aggressive, this seems okay. There's nothing wrong with a bit of passion during sport. Okay, okay, but Molly was appealing even when I was obviously not out. That seems less okay to me. Ah, Carl, you big whingy boy. Hmm, it seems like Molly was appealing as a way to get in your head and put you off your game. And this is a bit trickier to figure out the ethics of. On one hand, sport should be a contest to see who's the best athlete. But on the other hand, part of being a great athlete isn't just being physically talented, but mentally tough. I do wonder all the same, would you rather win because you were a better athlete or because you were better at distracting people? So are you saying all distractions are bad then? Not all, but certainly some. A lot of people in cricket talk about sledging, where you make fun of the opponent to put them off their game. Some sledgers make fun of the opponent as an athlete. They might say something like, you're swinging like a rusty gate to the batsman. (laughs) But other sledgers make fun of your opponent as a person. They might bring up someone's family or their weight or their race or something else. Are some people too competitive? Well, when we talked about sledging, that seems like a good example of being too competitive. You're willing to say horrible things to a person just to win a game. I think a good test is this. If you're doing something that you think might make you a bad person just in order to win a game, whether that's cheating or insulting another person or whatever else, you're probably being too competitive. I'll do anything to win. Okay then, Carl, if you really think that, There's no rule saying I can't do my super annoying mosquito impersonation for the rest of this episode, but that doesn't mean it would be an ethical thing for me to do. Damn, that's realistic. Well, that's just... 
Okay, but pl please stop now. Thank you. Gosh, that was so annoying. And a bit of a jerk thing to do, oh mighty ethicist Matt. But it also taught you a lesson. There's more to life than rules. Sometimes we can be a jerk without breaking any rules. And sometimes being a good person might actually mean breaking a rule every now and again. Matt Beard on breaking the rules, but hopefully not breaking any windows in this backyard cricket match because my mum will kill me. I think the thing we need to break right now is some sweat. A little less talky-talky and a little more play-play, if you ask me. I'm still batting and it's my turn to shine. OK, team, gather round. I need a nice tight field, Namira. I want you over near the garage for when Molly tries her classic hook shot. Ready any time you are. Momo, Momo, you only run in slow-mo. <laughs> that one's kind of true, Carl, but stop playing mind games and just bowl already. Ugh, OK, let me bowl it again. Let's see what you got. Molly, Go, Molly! Molly, Molly, yes, smash it! Oh, she hit it up in the air. Catch it, my brave fielding team! Run like the wind, Mary! Leap, Timmy! Leap! Got Yay! It. She's so out! Great cut! Yes, she's out! Yay. No way! Finally, my nemesis. And she is out! Molly Daniels walks from the field. Carl, you can't just go from player to commentator. It's backyard cricket, so we can do anything, Molly. Yeah, good point. But anyway... How about next time you just play the game instead of trying to put me off with your silly comments? Cricket is about more than just winning. The listeners can't see this, but I'm saluting. That sounds like a loser talk to me, Momo. Surely the number one thing is to play the hardest you can and to win. There's nothing wrong with winning, and whether you're the best person on the field is secondary. Oh, hey, Matt, maybe you can help us. Philosophically speaking, a player's main job is to win, right? The answer to this timeless question lies back in time. Way back. Before cricket, before umpires, all the way back in ancient Greece. Is he wearing a toga like the ancient Greek philosophers used to? I think, I think he had it on under his umpiring gear that whole time. There was just, like, one zipper manoeuvre to change. You never know when you're going to need a good toga. But one of the most important places in any ancient Greek city was the gymnasium. It was a bit like a fancy gym today. People would come to train, to chat, hang out in the sauna and all the rest. Except they did it all in the nude. Oh, I can't stress enough how much I would not want to go watch a bunch of naked people lifting weights and running around. Well, yeah. But the gymnasium wasn't just a place to work out. It was seen as a place of learning. And sport was seen as an important part of helping people learn how to live. Like a school. Exactly. See, the Greeks' idea of sport was that it was a safe environment to practice and learn virtue. By playing sport, you would learn perseverance, courage, and all the skills you need to overcome challenges and hardships in the real world. But Matt, sport's not the real world. Well, the Greeks didn't think there was a difference between sport and the real world. They thought what you did when you were playing sport could affect the kind of person you are, whether you were honest or dishonest, whether you were courageous or a chicken... 
Hang on, the Greeks invented the Olympics, which is a contest. Surely they cared about winning as well. They sure did, but they cared about winning well. They thought that training and competing were good ways to help you to become an excellent athlete, but they also thought sport should help you to become a good person. And that's where a lot of our ideas about fair play come from. And it's also why lots of schools today still require their students to play sport. We should ask, what would a great cricketer look like? Actually, why don't we let you listening take some time to mull that over while we get set to resume this epic match? Sounds good. Remember, you can pause the show now to think, write down some questions or talk to the people around you. And our question is, what makes a great cricketer? Is it someone who's really talented and wins a lot? Or is it also important to think about how they play? Hit pause now. Carl, Mum's waving at me through the window. I think it's time for dinner. This game is over. Plus, I'm hot and I'm tired and I'm very sweaty. Well, curly kids, there you have it. A spectacular game of cricket in Molly's backyard. Molly, stop it. Don't forget your lines, Carl. Thanks. Oh, oh, wait, you're, you're, you're teasing. We've had a very strong lineup on the field today. Our Sydney-based cricketers oh, Heidi, Lucy, an Grace, and Sienna, a truly outstanding group, oh always gosh. ready to take oh, a dive for the short and curly team. Molly, please, I'm I'm in the middle of something here. Carl, you can't bat, you can't bowl, and now you can't even read the show credits. Molly, stop it! You're making me forget my lines. Yeah, finally, to the to, to the players on both teams. When they're not playing cricket, my team from ABC Audio Studios makes the Short and Curly podcast. Oh Kyla Slavin, Emma bored. Gibbs, Justine Kelly, oh and God, Kelly Reardon. Are you going to thank your players? And my brave players, Hannah, Jarvis, Adam, Joel, Zali, and Nio. So, Carl, what can you do? If you can't play sport and you can't make podcasts... Why are you hassling me, Molly? You said you could take any sledging, appealing and generally trying to put you off. I just wanted you to see what that felt like. You know what? Maybe I'm not good at maths or acting or batting or podcasts or anything. Carl, no, I didn't mean it. My mind games weren't supposed to work. God, he is so easy to mess with. That's part of why I like him, I guess. Well, this has been the last ever broadcast from Molly's Backyard Cricket Tournament. Carl, I was joking. I'll see you next weekend, same time, same place. But I will take no prisoners, Carl. You will lose. This, I promise. (laughs) We'll see, Momo. We will see. This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs.